Happy Advent, everyone. My name is Megan Barber. I am the pastor at St. John Eon Methodist Church in Florence, Alabama, and I am so happy to be able to share today's reading with you. So today we're going to be reading from the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 8 through 17. So hear these holy words. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its fruits, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. O oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the culvert of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes, that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies until the day breathes and the shadow flee. Turn, my beloved, be like a gazelle or a young stag on the cleft of the mountains. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, it may seem very strange to be talking about the Song of Solomon especially during the Advent season. Song of Solomon seems to be kind of a forbidden place for us to go in our Bibles, but yet it does hold an important role within the canon of Scripture. And I think that it can provide a great way to look at Advent this season as we continue wading through the darkness as we prepare for the light. This passage shows us what's on the other side of that coming light and that light that God enters into this world and overtakes it with hope and peace and love and joy. We find that there is a love, a love that's so deeply and passionate from the same God who has created us, who has redeemed us, who has sustained us. The same God who is calling us into this magnificent kingdom that God has created. God has this love, this deep, passionate love for humanity. And God hopes for the return of that love by his beloved, which is the church. And we see this so evident in the interaction between the woman and the man, the lovers that are 
smitten with one another in this book. Often, what keeps us from recognizing the inherent worth of the Book of Song of Solomon is our lack of wanting to be that vulnerable with God. Vulnerability is a huge part of intimacy, and we see that so clearly here in the Song of Solomon. While there is some innuendo happening here, and uh, more mature audiences recognize what's going on, it still maintains the innocence of those who don't, which is quite the mystery there. But it also talks of a deep intimacy between this woman and this man that is built on, on privacy, on private moments that are not so explicitly clear to us. And that's kind of our own journeys with God, is it not? That while we have things that we do share with other people, there are those moments that we've experienced God that we we cherish and we hold on to for ourselves. But that requires that vulnerability that is scary. Even for those of us who are, are married and have experienced this intimacy of marriage and this deep love that is described here in this book, there is still a hesitation within us to see God as lover. Um, It's often not one of the images of God that we really feel comfortable about. Not like Savior, Father, Redeemer, Friend. Like those are all safe and those don't feel icky. But for some of us, thinking of God as lover is icky. And I think a lot of that comes from the culture that we're in that is taking away the privacy and the loveliness and the goodness that comes from such intimate encounters. That there is nothing abhorrent to this relationship um, between God and humanity, between God and the church, between God and us. Yet, even though we struggle with that idea of seeing God as lover, we recognize that our own souls are longing in the deepest hollows of our hearts to be truly known and loved for who we are. We know this is a basic thing for every person, and psychology has written so much on it. This really stems from that spiritual side of us, that longing to actually be known by the God who made us, the God who loves us completely. And that's what... Song of Solomon conveys through its poetry. It tells us of a God who loves humanity so deeply that God relishes in its beauty, even though humanity shows its many flaws countless times. You know, we talk about the Bible being a a giant love story of a great God. And this book of Song of Solomon shows us what that love can look like 
if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with our enthralling God. Advent prepares us for that encounter with the God incarnate who wants to offer us that life-giving love. And we see that life-giving love very apparent in this passage that we just read. This passage is set in, in springtime, which signals the season of new life and rebirth. The writer tells us that winter is over and the rain has passed. The cold days and dreary days have turned into a time of celebration and rejoicing. The flowers are in full bloom. The fruit trees and vineyards are bursting with sweet fruit. Even nature itself is celebrating. In Advent, we, we stay amid those rainy days of winter where it is cold, bleak, and hopeless. Maybe not hopeless, but the desire for that hope. Yet when Christmas abounds with the light of God, we get a glimpse of springtime, of life flickering with hope that is blooming in God's boundless love. The main voice in this passage is the woman. In fact, she is the main voice of much of Song of Solomon, which is quite the juxtaposition to the rest of the biblical canon, which is often very dominated by male voices. This is a very important note to make, especially in a patriarchal culture where women did not have much of a voice. Yet, the writer of Song of Solomon makes a woman the main voice. Now, it can be tricky to determine who is speaking at a time, whether it is the woman or the man in this, in this book and in this passage. However, there are some contextual clues that help us determine who the speaker is. The woman often refers to the man as her beloved or lover, while the man calls the woman his love or dove. The woman and the man share five exchanges in the Song of Solomon, and this passage is included in the second exchange. The woman is speaking while the man is waiting for her to join him in the loveliness and the newness of life around them. The woman recalls the man's words, telling her twice to arise and come away. This is indicating that he is desiring to be with her, longing to see her face and hear her voice. He is missing her and wanting to spend time with her. God is a lot like that. God is waiting on us to arise and come away to spend intimate time with God who wants to see our face and hear our voice. God desires to know us on a deeper level. The question often is, do we share that same desire? Do we long to see God's face and hear God's voice? 
Are we awaiting the call of God to arise and come away? Or do we dally and take our time as God waits on us to respond? I think those are the questions we need to think about this Advent season. The God of the universe, who literally took on flesh to dwell among us in Jesus Christ, is a lover waiting for us to come away and be fully present. Do we continue to hide in the clefts of the rock and in the culvert of the cliff? Or do we run away into the garden of blooms with the one whom our soul longs for? There is a phrase that is repeated in two other places in the Song of Solomon, as it is in this passage, marking that it is very significant. The phrase is, My beloved is mine, and I am his. This refers to a mutual belonging between the woman and the man. They choose to belong to one another. There is nothing forced about this relationship. Both are in it because they both want to be. Our relationship with God is the same way. We get to choose to be God's beloved and choose to let God be our beloved, who already wants to be. It is this Advent season that we get to make that choice. We can invite the God of light into our deepest darkness and the inner depths of our soul or we can choose to remain unmoved by the love that is exploding from the God incarnate. My prayer for us during this season is that we be bold and risk the vulnerability to be truly seen and loved by our God in a way we have never known before. A love that makes us whole and complete so that we are transformed and to the person whom God wanted us to be all along. Let us pray together. O beloved God, lover of our souls, may we lean into your profound love for us, that we give into the vulnerability to be intimate with you, to let you see all of us, warts and all, and know that you cherish us no matter what. Lord, we ask that you continue to transform us in this deep, profound love that you have, that as we accept more and more of you into ourselves, that we become the person you created us to be. In this Advent season, Lord, help us to accept your love and to choose you to be our beloved. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.